Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is Tailgate Till May, part of the Believe Podcast Network. If you love college sports and you like to have a little action on the games, then this is the place for you because I'm your host, Stephen Gorgie, and I love both of those things too. And I'm coming to you today at about 2.20 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, December 3rd, a couple hours after the college football playoff selections have been announced, after those final rankings have been released. And look, uh, usually I come on here and I'm excited Excited, and no matter what happens in the week, excited to break down the games, excited to break down how everything went for me, my picks, and what I'm looking forward to in the future. I, I love doing it. It's fun. It's something that gets me excited. It, it's my biggest passion, really, in life. But today I'm coming to you all, and I really do feel sad by what we saw with the college ball playoff selection today. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't heard, for whatever reason, uh, the college ball playoff matchups are as follows. Number one, Michigan versus number four, Alabama in the Rose Bowl. And number two, Washington versus number three, Texas in the Sugar Bowl. And... I think those are great matchups. I think they will be fun matchups. I'm excited to talk about them. We'll dive into them a ton over the next month. Uh, We'll look at them from every which angle. We'll get some action on those games. I'm excited because I have futures to win the national title on Michigan and Texas, and I could see a Michigan-Texas national title game where I'm guaranteed to cash something. That is all great. That will all come in its time. But today, I am just gutted about the fact that the Florida State Seminoles got left out of the college ball playoff as an undefeated 13-0 Power 5 champion. The champion of the ACC, the 13-0 Florida State Seminoles, a team that went not on the road, but to a neutral site to play LSU to open the season in Orlando. They beat an SEC team on a neutral site to start the season, and they didn't just beat them. They dominated that game. That team gets left out of the college ball playoff. A team that does not have a single blemish on its record. Essentially, the reason given by Boo Corrigan, the chair of the college ball playoff, is that Florida State was not the same team 
that they were over the first 11 games over these last two because they did not have their starting quarterback, Jordan Travis. That's essentially the reason being given that even though they went 13 and 0, even though they've beaten everybody on their schedule, even though they played a tough team at a conference more than I can say for Michigan, even though they won games without their starting quarterback, they faced adversity and they overcame it. They beat two sec teams, one on a neutral site, one on, on a road in the true road game against their biggest rival. They went out, they won a conference championship. We were told they were not good enough to compete in this playoff because they are a different team without Jordan Travis. And I'm, I'm gutted by that. I'm absolutely gutted by the fact that a team can go out and do every single thing that you ask them to do over the course of a season and get left out. And I said it on the show earlier this week. That is why I am so happy that we are going away from this four-team playoff. Look, I know a lot of people hated the BCS, and a lot of people were excited when we went to the four-team playoff, but I would rather have gone directly from two to six or two to eight or two to 12 than this four-team playoff that we went to. I can go on and on about what I didn't like about it. But the biggest thing to me was the fact that it was, it it put so much more focus on winning a national championship as being the only thing that matters in this sport. And I can kind of live with that if you are actually giving teams a fair chance to compete for a national championship, but to shift the focus completely to this mindset where it's national championship or bust. But even if you go 13 and Oh, and you win the ACC, you don't get a chance to play for it because reasons I can't live with that. And this was, this kind of thing was always set up to happen. The committee is lucky it didn't happen, and maybe we as college football fans are unlucky it didn't happen earlier because that might have forced this push to a larger field earlier. Because when you set up a system where you essentially have five power conferences but only four spots, this is something that always could have happened. The doomsday scenario was always that there was going to be five undefeated power five conference champions or five one loss power five conference champions. I don't really know that anybody ever thought a ton about this exact scenario where an undefeated ACC champion doesn't get in because their quarterback gets hurt. But now we see it. Now we saw what happened. And uh, I, I really hate it. I hate it for Florida State. I'm gutted for the Florida State players who go out there every week and are told, if you take care of what you can take care of and good things will happen to you. Well, it didn't. It didn't happen to them. Good, Yeah, they, they won an ACC championship, but they wanted to play for a national championship because that's all that matters in this new era. And they took care of their business and they weren't rewarded. And I don't understand that. I don't understand what kind of lesson that is I don't understand. It it makes it so hard. And again, I talked about this earlier in the week. I don't know 
how you look at somebody, whether it's a, a college ball player, a college ball fan, and say, all of this matters. The committee essentially said, not it's not, I've heard a lot of the games don't matter over the past few days, and I, my take is a little slightly different. I did say that earlier this week, but I think the lesson that we kind of took away from this is it's not that the games don't matter, it's that wins and losses are not as important as how you look. How you look is the most important thing. And here I was, I thought the scoreboard was the most important thing. Everybody who's ever played a sport has been taught that the scoreboard is the most important thing. Everybody that's a fan of sports feels that the scoreboard is the most important thing. And it's hard to even justify, it's hard to to comprehend what we're being told. That, yeah, it's great, you went 13-0, you won every single game that you were played, you did everything you were asked, even in the face of adversity. Usually teams are rewarded for adversity. We talk about how they they how they came together as a team, they overcame the loss of their quarterback, and they still went undefeated. Not in this case. In this case, it was they lost their starting quarterback, they lost their backup quarterback, and you know what? They just didn't look the same, so we don't want to see them anymore. Uh, I think it's a terrible message. I think the committee is very, very lucky that this is the last year of the four-team playoff uh, because I don't the, the precedent that this sets is, is a dangerous one. And I do wonder if the same decision is made if we are not moving to a 12-team playoff next year because they don't have to really deal with this precedent because we will never have this problem again, and that's a very, very good thing, but that doesn't make Florida State fans feel any better at this moment. So what does this say about the sport as a whole? I, I was thinking about this a lot. I was thinking about what this decision to leave Florida State out and put Alabama in the playoffs says. Uh, and I, I keep going back to this idea that it just all of this doesn't matter. We we were told for so long, and I felt this way for so long, that college football had the most important regular season. It's such a special sport because every game matters so much because the margin for error is so slim if you want to win your conference, if you want to win the national championship. There is very little margin for error. And I can think of so many instances in the past where great teams teams that went on to win national championships barely escaped by the skin of their teeth in important games in games where they got somebody else's best shot but they came out on top and we celebrated that we cherished that and we were basically told with this decision that doesn't matter matters how you look yeah not only have to win but you have to look really good while doing it and you know what if you happen to lose to a team but you look okay while doing it if it's a really good team that actually might be better than winning against a bad team or winning ugly or winning with defense or winning in a conference that isn't valued as much as another conference is. I find it very hard today to make the argument anymore that the college ball regular season matters. 
that it's the most important regular season in all in all of sports that it's the only sport where every game matters because the committee just told us that it doesn't the committee just told us that even if you go 13 and 0 you could still get left out of the playoff and i just can't wrap my head around that so why why oh why if you're talking to a diehard college ball fan who invests a ton of time, money, and energy into this thing, why would you tell them that you need to invest that time and energy every week when you can just wipe uh, a week two loss against Texas, a home loss nonetheless for Alabama, a home loss against Texas away. And for a Florida State fan, why would you say, hey, Florida State fan, you should show up to the stadium every week? Because at least before you could operate under this assumption, under this, this theory that if you take care of business, you will get the job done. Now it's like, okay, great. It's like, it's kind of how I've started to feel with the, Washington Capitals, my favorite hockey team, and the regular season. They they were great in the regular season for years and years. And I, I love hockey. I love watching hockey. I, I love going to hockey games. But at some point, I was like, okay, do I really need to invest watch my time in watching 60, 70 games a year when I know that they do just enough, they're going to get into the playoffs, and then it comes down to a seven-game series from there, and often the Caps are coming up short in those situations. It's like, yeah, you invest all this time, effort, and money into it over months and months and months, and it's all done in a week. That's kind of how I started to feel. It's like, do I really need to invest my time, money, and energy into following it this closely in the regular season when this is all done in a week in the playoffs? Is it better to just follow it not quite as closely, you know, maybe, maybe you don't need to watch 65 games. Maybe you can watch 35, watch the ones you really want to do something else on those other nights and then lock in for the playoffs. Right. I feel like that's the same right now for Florida state. Why would you tell them they need to lock in every week? When they did lock in every week, their team locked in every week, they got the job done and they weren't rewarded for it. So I I just think it's a terrible message in that way. The other big picture thing, the other thing this really tells me, this decision tells me, and it shouldn't be surprising to anybody if you've been following this sport, if you've been following what's happening off the field with realignment, it's that this sport is all about creating matchups. It's about creating matchups more than anything else. Because you know what? Michigan-Alabama is a better matchup than Michigan-Florida State without Jordan Travis. I, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with this notion at all that Florida State isn't as good but sh- without him. But shouldn't we be given, shouldn't they be given the shot to show us whether they can be as good? Because you know what? They survived two games without them. They won two games without them. They're going to have a month off. They're going to get their backup quarterback, Tate Rodemaker, back. And maybe they can scheme something up. I feel like they've earned that right to say, hey, can we do this? Can our defense carry us? But the better matchup on paper right now is Alabama-Michigan. And... That's what this sport is about. 
this sport has been about creating big matchups and we've seen it with conference realignment with every round of conference realignment as much as there are people like me who have been saying you're killing the soul of the sport this is a bad thing think about oregon state think about washington state think about maryland's a weird example because maryland left their traditional conference but think about Maryland, if you think about like a super league, think about the South Carolinas, the Mississippi states who might get ultimately left behind in a super league. As much as I've been saying, think about the the schools that are not top 15 brands. There are just as many people saying like, yeah, that sucks. But you know what's going to be awesome? When Ohio State goes out to Outson Stadium, when Michigan plays in the Coliseum, when Texas and Alabama play a regular season SEC game, when LSU plays Oklahoma in a conference game, that's the kind of stuff people are saying. And I get it. Like those are appealing matchups, but that is what this sport has become about. These moves are being made to create those matchups because those matchups can drive more TV revenue than Oregon State, Oregon can. Then Washington, Wazoo can. That's why these moves are being made. And I feel like this is just another example of that. Yeah, Florida State's a big brand, but without Jordan Travis, it's not quite the same appeal. They don't quite have the same appeal that Alabama, Michigan has. So should we really be surprised by this decision, given everything that we have seen, that we know, that we have observed in college football over the past couple years? And then my last big picture thought on this, my last thought about what this decision really says about the sport and what the ramifications might be, I don't know at this point. Look, Florida State wants out of the ACC. They made a huge fuss about it in the offseason. They want to go somewhere where they can make more money. If we were staying in a four-team playoff, I am 100% convinced that Florida State would be finding a way to leave the ACC because you can't tell me that being a member of the ACC didn't hurt them in this scenario. We'll never know for sure if this is true or not. But I can't imagine a scenario where J.J. McCarthy gets knocked out of the game against Maryland. Same week that Florida State, uh, where Jordan Travis got knocked out, I think it was North Alabama. Yeah, same week that Jordan Travis got knocked out against North Alabama, Michigan was on the road at Maryland. You can't tell me J.J. McCarthy gets knocked out in that game, it's clear he's out for the season, and that they win the game against Maryland, win an ugly one against Ohio State, and then win an ugly Big Ten championship game, which is exactly what they did last night, even with J.J. McCarthy against Iowa, you can't tell me they're going to get left out of the playoff. I just don't believe that. There's not a world where I believe that. And you know what? For my money, Florida State's resume is a hell of a lot better than Michigan's. Yeah, Michigan's best win is better, no doubt about it. Ohio State's a better win than anything Florida State has. But let's go down the rest of it. I mean, I I think on the whole, Florida State deserves credit for going out and challenging itself with games against LSU and Florida. 
for sure. I mean, you look at Michigan's non-conference schedule, there's nothing to it. And and I, I'm not saying this to diminish Michigan. I just don't believe in the argument's not really who has a better resume as an undefeated team. My argument is that if this happened to J.J. McCarthy in Michigan, there's no way they would be left out. If this happened to Georgia, no way. Can't imagine it. Washington, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I can't... I'm, I, it would blow my mind to think that would happen, but it would also have blown my mind to think that this would happen to Florida State. So the bottom line here is I do feel like if if the four-team playoff was going to continue, there would be no doubt about it in my mind. Florida State would be finding a way to leave the ACC, finding a way out of the ACC. And uh, I, I just... I don't know that there's anything. I, I don't know what you could have asked the ACC to do about it, quite honestly. I don't know what more Florida State could have done. I, I don't know what more the ACC could have done. Uh, the, Florida State did everything in its power, which is what I come back to every time with this conversation, and they didn't get rewarded. But I think that this is a, a scenario where... If, if this four-team playoff was going to continue, and even if it isn't, this is just more fuel to the fire for anybody who's a Florida State fan, who's on that board of regents, who's in the administration, uh, for why they should leave the ACC. I have to believe not being able to say, we are the SEC champion, saying we are the ACC champion, but we're not the SEC champion, I think that hurt them. I think being the SEC champion carries a different weight, and I think this is going to be more fuel to Florida State's fire for wanting to leave the ACC. So I'll leave all this with the same message that I left you with after my midweek episode. This is why we so desperately needed this 12-team playoff. So something like this cannot happen. So we're actually going to determine the champion of this sport on the field because that's all I ever heard growing up with the BCS is let's determine it on the field. Let's see who the best team is on the field. And you know what? I agree with that wholeheartedly, but we're not doing that here. We're not doing that now. We had a full season of games on the field. The committee determined that those didn't really matter because they didn't like how Florida State played the past couple games. So if you needed a reason to, to embrace the 12-team playoff, let this be it. If you're clinging to this idea that the college football regular season is going to be diminished because of this 12-team playoff, you can forget about that because the college football playoff committee the selection committee diminished the regular season already with what they did today. Even if we had a four-team playoff going forward, this regular season would have been diminished because you know that they can find a reason to not let you in even if you do everything that you are asked to do. So that's my message. I'm grateful. I'm happy that we're going to this 12-team playoff next year because I, I, I truly leave today disgusted with 
the selection that was made today and, and what it says about the sport of college football. That's our show for today. I'll be back soon uh, on a little bit of a brighter tone. Be talking about things that I actually enjoy talking about. Bowl matchups. Yeah, I still like bowl games. I love bowl games. You know why? You get to bet on them. We have a lot of opportunity still to bet on college football the rest of the season. Until next time, keep the grill hot and the cooler cold. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.